When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 117, a, uh, a a very special number to me personally because that was my locker number in Missouri. Uh, I had locker number 117. But also, this is the Tommy Smith waddling down the hallways of St. Thomas Sports Park of Sodes. Tommy Smith. Yeah, how about that one? That's a that th- one- Who was that? That one comes via Stefan Dobbs, Steph T. Dobbs uh, on, on Twitter. Shout out Stefan uh, or Stefan, Stefan Dobbs. Maybe I'm just really bad at pronounce. I feel like we do this every week. We just don't know how to pronounce it's like, it. For me, it's like the Stefan Stefan Diggs conversation. Yeah, I always right. botch it. I forget which one it always is. We'll just call him Steph Dobbs. Kind of like Steph I do Dobbs. with Steph Curry. Because I don't know. I never know if it's Stefan or Stephen Curry. I heard your locker comment 117, but my connection was buffering. So I, I, it took me a while to be able to respond. By the time I was ready, we had already moved on. But so you had a, this was your football locker. Yeah. And you know what? You know what else 117 is? And I'm just now remembering this. 117 was also the section my parents had PSLs in. Uh, section 117, row S, seats nine and 10. So, if you are ever at uh Nissan Stadium and you sit in those seats, just know that you bought those tickets for my parents. Isn't that James uh, Franco movie 117 hours? Uh, 124 hours, 124 hours, school day short. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> school day short. That just that's pretty much uh, that that's another nickname for this uh, podcast school day short <laughs> uh, guys. We're in the midst of a content desert right now, uh, but look, we don't make excuses, nor do we take weeks off. Okay. You can go to Jadavian Clowney's podcast for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've got content for you here. Like we have, we have scoured the internet for anything to talk about. And we have, we have found some things and we're going to talk about those things. We'll break down some off season lists and some uh, predictions because that's pretty much what you do when, oh, when things get, when the cupboard gets yep. this bare, you know, it's like when the cupboard gets bare, you're like, you see that, um, you know, you, you see that, you see that jar in the back of, of flour. And you're like, should I eat? Should I just eat the flour? I'll just eat straight flour. I, that's what we're doing this week. This podcast is the just we're just eating the flour in the back of the pantry because we have we're so bare on food. We're just going to eat that. Yeah, and, but we did find a couple eggs in the bird's nest outside. So we're thinking about making some cake. Um, we'll, right. we'll see how well it turns out by the end of this. But we yeah. do have some stuff to get us through. I think it's entertaining. It's exciting. Y'all yeah. will be the judge of that, of course. Right. We'll right. do our best. But there's there's um, like Thanksgiving meal episodes of this podcast. This is not one of them. I'll just I'll just flat out say it. 
but it will be entertaining and fun and uh, good stuff. We've also got a This Week in Titans Facebook, which that alone should be reason for you to uh, to keep it here. Mm-hmm. Always entertaining there. And which then, of one course, of you were caught this week? Yeah. I, yeah right. I want to know how many listeners we've had that have been a part of that segment that it was it was their post to Facebook that I, they got caught with. I hope everyone. I hope I hope everyone that we pull out from Titans Facebook. But then again, I feel like the people that are like actively using Facebook don't know how to use podcasts. Yeah, they're still like a couple <laughs> years behind. They've heard about them. They right. haven't really gotten risky enough to dive into them because it's right. scares them, you know. Their their podcasts are the radio. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong Which, with that, by the way. Nothing wrong with the radio. Hey, I, I work in radio. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, we've, we'll also end with a Remember the Titan. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. Relax the Back. I love talking about these people. You guys know how, how much fun I have when I do this. CEO Glenn Word, he is the owner of Relax the Back, and he's made it his mission to not just enhance people's sleep, but enhance people's lives in the Nashville area. Glenn was involved in a very serious car accident many years ago and was looking down the barrel of multiple surgeries. But you guys know this story by now. Before going under the knife, he sought out preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement. And over the course of time, Glenn's body did self-correct and he didn't have to go under the knife, which is what makes Relax the Back a passion project of his. I mean, how if I was in a bad car accident and I didn't have to use, you know, go through any surgeries, I did it all through posture improvement, chairs, pillows, mattresses. I'd start my own damn business too, just like Glenn did. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people realize uh, that, that you can work better, live better, and feel better every single day. And if you're like me and you struggle with falling asleep, you, you've got insomnia and you've got posture issues, you wake up aching. Well, they've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. For those of us who are sitting all day at work, hunched over on our computers, typing away, uh, they've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night. Try the zero gravity mattress if you go into the store. He'll let you lay on all of them. Believe me, I've done it. The Relax Back team will make sure you're waking up and feeling great every day. Go check them out. 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater in that little shopping center by Hillsboro. Um, if you're unable to get there, visit them online. Stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. It's easy. Stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and get to feeling better today. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell him that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 1st, 2022. We are currently 99 days away from the start of the NFL season. Oh, perfect. I'm so glad you said that. That is that is a content machine. You just post a picture of a Titans player with the number oh, yeah. of days away the season is. Oh, yeah. Boom. Tons of likes. Oh, it's I'm going to start doing that. Easy content. Yeah. So we are, we are, we're to the point where we could just do easy content. We don't have to rely on yeah. uh, our listeners to hit us with uh, episode names. What are our 98 options? I feel like Cinderic Marks is a 98, although he could be like a 92. Uh, Big Jeff Simmons. Big Jeff Simmons is the obvious one. 
I want to get is, weird. Oh, with oh them, we don't. Oh, you want to get weird? Yeah, with Yeah, real weird with them. Oh, kind of man. a remember the Titan esque. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Right. We'll see. I gotta. Right. I gotta do with. Uh, I gotta do whatever is getting the likes and the retweets. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I hear you. Um, Engagement but is key. For as as good as that sounds, sing, uh, double digits in days away from the NFL season. Right now, Jack and I, we are parched. We are so parched right now. We have been waiting, wandering this desert, barren wasteland, searching for God dead. And it's too much to bear. The mirages make it even harder. You think you see the water, but it's not there. Is that, do I see Trevor Lawrence? Winning a game? Uh, uh, you surely must have gone crazy. Uh, no, sorry. It was just a mirage. Is that is that Jonathan Taylor putting together a better season than Derrick Henry? Oh, it can't uh, be so. Uh, oh, damn it. Sorry. Another mirage. Is wha, wha, Wait a minute. Is that Matt Ryan somehow finding more success with worse weapons in Indianapolis? Impossible. Oh, damn it. It's those damn mirages a third time. Oh, is, it, is that in the distance there? The, the Houston Texans in the playoffs? <laughs> damn it, Jack. Snap out of it. <laughs> it's a mirage. It's the mirages. <laughs> Okay, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's a good thing this 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 podcast isn't like video as well because you would see just how much Jack and I enjoyed doing that. I that might have been the dumbest thing we've ever done on this podcast. And I, I Jack had no idea where I was going with it. I just said, I just said before we start recording, Jack, just go with me on on this. And to Jack's credit. The perfect improv partner because he's always yes anding me, and it, and just rolls with it. And honestly, the only reason why I did that, I kind of knew it was going to be dumb going in. The only reason I did it was because I wanted to hear Jack's parched voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first when I first did it, I was like, "What movie character am I using to do this?" Because <laughs> it sounded like it was straight out of a movie. But finally, that one theater class in college paid yeah. off oh it did pay off a thousand percent jack i honestly if i could give you uh, an, an emmy an oscar or a tony in fact i'll just give you the egot i'll give you all of them i'll give you a grammy for as well give you I'm the sweep in the shows yes uh for that performance that i'm showing up to none well. of them by the way i got I'll, i got I'll video mad. video chat in there's there's tom hanks in castaway and then your performance jack just completely overshadowed good. it good Shout out, Cast off. Shout out Castaway, though, for uh, mentioning the Titans at the end of that movie. Yeah. Um, Jack, but even though we are parched, we did. We were able to find one coconut and squeeze just a little bit of water out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, we, we, we've been able to find some content. And uh, as you know, the offseason is a time, especially weeks like this, when there's no um, there, there's no tweets from aj brown that people are reading way too much into oh, there's yeah. no um 
There's no Ryan Tannehill drama, or, or at least not right now, at least no lingering drama. Uh, there's no um, Derrick Henry. I mean, there's a few Derrick Henry workout photos, I guess. There, there's not a lot out there to deal with. But, hey, tomorrow, by the time you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, you'll be hearing from Todd Downing and Shane Bowen, who both speak to the media. So yeah. we should, and I think a lot of people, Austin, what do you, how do you feel about this? A lot of people really want to hear from Todd Downing. Oh yeah. Because by hiring Tim Kelly this off season, I mean, that essentially tells Todd Downing, Hey dude, better straighten up this year or else yeah. you're not going to be here next. Yeah. You better not suck. And he hadn't said anything since the Bengals lost, which uh, I mean, God, what, talk about, you know, offensive coordinators putting their masterpieces together in the playoffs, winning huge games. The, the, the play calling is unpredictable and effective. That was the opposite for Todd Downing. Yeah, Everything he did, the Cincinnati Bengals saw coming. Jack, let me ask you a question. Do you think his uh, his answers, the answers to his questions, will be as predictive as his play calls? I bet he keeps it pretty dry and ugly. <laughs> you, you know, I, what, what's he going to say that's really going to alleviate any pressure from Titans fans? And there's nothing he can say that's going to get people off his back, right? I mean, he could say, you know what, I had a bad game, had all offseason to think about it. Titans fans are going to be, who gives a damn? I mean, you. The, we're talking about a Super Bowl window here, kind of on its last leg. It's, you know, talk is cheap at this point. I needed to see actions, and I think a lot of Titans fans are with me. I need to see this offense actually turn the corner. Yeah, I, yeah, he is, um, he is like, so far at least, one season in, and I mean, I guess we got to give him another season, but one yeah. season in feels like the, uh, you know, the, if, if, if uh, Arthur Smith is the tight end coach success story, he is the tight end coach, uh, like the what not to do video. You know, like he's like what you, you know, like like when you start a new job and you watch the HR videos and it's got really poor acting and uh, and, and their videos of like, this is how you shouldn't act at work. And, and then, you, you know, you have to watch them to to get hired by your job. Todd Downing is like the what not to do for a tight end coach turned offensive coordinator. And yeah, then you watch like it and you're that. like, oh, okay, well, you know, this, this video is so poorly acted, you know, I'm trying not to laugh, but then, then you watch it and you're like, okay, oh, now I know. Okay. Thank you. Uh, HR lady. I is now it, know what to do. It's like when the NFL season gets going and the Vikings are playing outside of a noon slot, sports betters know to bet against the Vikings and Kirk cousins, <laughs> yeah, but right. there's going to be that game where he's, he's going to put up a, a solid fight, maybe cover the spread against the Packers yeah. on a Sunday night football game. Just enough go, to keep you roped in. This isn't foolproof, but it, it's a good strategy, but it's not foolproof. Nothing is foolproof in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, but to, to kind of peel back the curtain, to give you guys an insight onto how to podcast, like award-winning podcasters that Jack and I are, that's right. What you do is we find a single sports illustrated article listing the hundred best predictions for the upcoming season. And we break it down for you tenfold, 100 predictions. And these, some of these <laughs> predictions are, you know, you, I, I could see them happening. Other right. ones, they didn't want to make everyone, you know, okay, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. They they threw some long shots in there. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and we're not so going to we break down, through. before you, like, turn no, your no, podcast no. off and throw your phone against the wall, we're not breaking down all 100, okay? So we're not, like, we'll spare you that. 
Yeah, we're going to break down some Titans AFC South themed ones. Yeah, and but yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll definitely do that. They they talk about the Titans and and the Colts quite a bit in this story. Um, so they've got some interesting topics. I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to. But before we get into exactly what they had to say about the Titans and some of these other players that we're going to talk about, Traylon Burks. There's been more information. New information came out about the Traylon Burks situation. Um, and it's not bad information. It's not breaking news. It's not crawling on ESPN crawlers. Um, but Traylon Burks, it, it was an Albert Breer story. He wrote it um, on the Monday after rookie minicamp. So you remember Traylon Burks had to leave early a couple different times, was spotted with his with an inhaler and the trainer went inside, outside, you know, took a rep. Austin Stanley had a good quote. He said Traylon Burks is more one in, one out than the bars on Broadway. I liked that. Yeah, that made, that made sense to me. I can relate to that quote. Um, but anyways, Albert Breer in his story, he kind of talks about some of the red flags that he saw at the combine and at private workouts following. And I, we had Darren Bates on last week and we kind of squashed the whole stop panicking over Traylon Burks, not looking good immediately. Right. Right. Because he's been training. He's had private visits. He's had to be different places to do this, do that with these NFL teams that he was trying to impress throughout the workout process and the pre-draft process. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a shocker that a guy who has no time to train doesn't look like he's been training in a couple weeks. So, you know, whether or not you think it's a big deal, this is what Albert Breer had to say. He said, I heard this story from a coach Monday on his team's rookie minicamp, and he said that he looked around deep into practice at his team's players, and everyone's kind of dying. Afterward, he talked to the trainer about it, and the trainer responded, you got to remember, this is the first practice these guys have had since their bowl game, which makes sense, right? These rookies, even, right. even the ones that didn't make a bowl game, are still going to be struggling here, even though they've had more time to prepare. Yeah, right. Um, and some guys, yeah, and some guys that know they're going to the league skip out on the bowl games and skip out on the essentially those practices as well. And Breer goes on to say, that said, the case of Tennessee rookie wideout Traylon Burks bears watching. He had to leave practice twice the other day, and he had trouble keeping his weight down throughout the pre-draft process. Teams heard he played in the 240s at points at Arkansas last year. He checked in at 225 pounds at the combine, but was back in the 230s for some of his private workouts. And that plus his 40 time in Indy contributed to his falling out of the top group of receivers in the minds of a bunch of teams. Now, obviously, it wasn't one of the Titans weren't one of those teams where they had seen, you know, this top group of five. And then Traylon Burks looks kind of shaky with his weight at, 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 at the combine. Right. So he got down to 225. He added a few pounds back. He played at 240 at Arkansas. This is not the story of Kelvin Benjamin. Right. Who <laughs> right. was went to camp with the Giants. He arrived at camp trying to revitalize his career as a tight end. This is a funny story. Left mini camp at 265. It's hard to be agile at 265. O-linemen can do it, but if you're a former receiver trying to play out, out wide and you know beat DBs and outside linebackers down the field, doing it at 265 is tough. So the Giants told him, hey, man, look, minicamp's minicamp. Come back into training camp at 250. I want you to come back. Joe Judge said, come back at 250. Well, he comes back to training camp at 268 and blames it on he was lifting weight, so he was adding muscle. Right. Sure. Right. Can't that's cut, what that's my go to. Can't cut down right there. from 265. He actually gains three pounds. Yeah. Whenever I gain weight, I'm like, well, muscle weighs more than fat. You know that. Right. And I've been yeah. lifting. So that's that's the go to. That is the oh, go to yeah. cop out. But uh, then there were rumors that he was stealing camp from the team facility or stealing food from the team 
facility, which is even more embarrassing for a guy who gained weight uh, <laughs> after minicamp, after being told to lose 20 pounds. But this is this this just goes to say that Traylon Burks is not in this case where it's, uh, you know, if he can't, he has he's no control over his weight like Kelvin Benjamin. So Breer updated the story yesterday on Monday. We're recording on Tuesday. Y'all are listening on Wednesday. So this was Monday. And he said, one name to watch as minicamps approach, Titans rookie Traylon Burks. A couple weeks ago, we went over his weight issue in uh, in his story, which I just read, and how it was there for some pre-draft private workouts. I've also heard he labored to get through some of those, which was a red flag for certain teams. We'll see what sort of shape he's gotten himself into since. That I, I can I like that one better than the pre-draft one. Obviously, yeah. the pre-draft kind of outlines that some teams may have been like, ah, I don't, I, 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 I can't count on him getting to where he needs to be weight wise. Right. But again, he kind of followed that up with that and said, let's just see if he let's, let's see if he kind of just knocks this off because you know, he has some rust that's developed since the pre-draft stuff. Uh, what do you, what do you make of this? I, well, look, I it's, first of all, it's the off season. Okay. I, I will start to worry about his weight if he's fat in September. Okay. I, again, I'm not, I don't read too much into guys being out of shape in the offseason. Yeah. Would you like him to be in shape? Would you like him to be at, at peak in like uh, uh, peak condition? But it's not like he's showing up to pool season with stretch marks, right? Right, right. He's just he, like five to 10 pounds, maybe yeah. over what they would like. Him he's not still starts. wearing wearing his T-shirt in the pool. No, you know, like he's not that fat. OK, he's not like, look, look at look at A to Z sports his own. Buck rising. He wants to get down to 220 by training camp. Okay. So look, right now's the time to be fat. Okay. You you lose the weight and then you show up to camp yeah. looking in your nobody ever says, like, you know how like a sports writer's dream is always to talk about how oh, this player's in the best shape, best shape of his career. Shows up to camp in the best shape of his career. They never say, oh, this guy shows up to OTA in the best shape of his career because nobody, nobody, it doesn't mean anything. There's so much time between now and the start of the season. Frankly, I don't care. And plus, Traylon Burks, he's a hog, okay? He comes from Arkansas. You know, you call the pigs that many times. Sometimes you become one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay if Traylon Burks has a little bit of a, a little extra love in in his tummy, okay. Some you cushion know, like for little, the pushing. Yeah, that's right. Okay, it, like it, some it, some love handles. It gives it gives a uh, gives his girl his fiance something to hold on to. Imagine if bears could also be reporters, right? And a grizzly bear shows up to the first day of hunting season after his hibernation, mm-hmm. and all the bear reporters are like, "That guy led the league in amount of salmon caught last year." Yeah, I don't think he can do it. He doesn't look as agile on the first day after he woke up from his month long nap or three right. month long nap. It just it, it's silly. It is I, silly. It is silly. It's it's it, it it's silly to the point where we're using bear analogies to talk about it. Like it is I honestly and I don't and this is one of the reasons why I hate the over um public public uh publication? No, uh over over reporting over analysis. Oh yeah, I guess over reporting would be the over reporting of the NFL. Because now we've got just casual NFL fans worried about this dude's, uh, you know, presidential fitness test. Like, I don't I don't care if he can do all his push ups and sit ups right now. I don't care if he can do the pull ups or run the mile in under eight minutes. 
All right. All I care about is how he plays on Sundays and Mm -hmm. we won't know how he plays on Sundays until the first Sunday. So right now I, I like to live personally. I like to live a stress-free life. I don't, I don't care myself with the, with the, the problems that a lot of people like to make or a lot, lot, a lot of people like to, to play into. Yeah. And if I end up being stressed, I'll just eat food to de-stress me. Yes. Right. Yes. Look, yeah. Look, if you're stressed about the Traylon Burke stuff, just eat your, your stress away. All right. (laughs) And then you'll become the size of Traylon Burks. And then you guys can both handle the problem together. Yes. Yes. The more the merrier it's, (laughs) It's, it's, Which, a cl- it's almost like a class action lawsuit. You know, you just want to be a part of it. Yeah, sure. I, sh- I, I bought a I bought a meal at Chipotle a few weeks ago, but I'm not jumping in on this E. coli lawsuit that they've got everybody jumping in on. I don't know if that's a thing, by the way. I just figured Chipotle would be a likely candidate after the whole A.J. Brown. Debate. Oh, I was going to say, where do I sign? Because I look, I don't I've never felt sick after Chipotle, but yeah, I would totally honestly, sign that. I'm a Moe's Southwest guy over Chipotle. So that's Ooh. that's where I stand. I'll draw that line in the sand for you. Well, they do greet you well. Uh, they greet you better at Moe's. Uh, they are excited to see me every time I walk in. Welcome to Moe's! <laughs> you know, like I, I want them to do that at a Qdoba one time, you know? <laughs> oh, that'd be tricky. A, yeah. Welcome to Moe's! And you're like, damn it, where did I? I thought it was, oh, okay. Oh, you're good, dude. Behind the counter. Funny um, joke there, yeah. Jack, uh, bef- before we get into Sports Illustrated, article here's another thing uh, it kind of plays into what we were talking about with the kind of the overreaction trying to make something out of nothing mm-hmm. um and we didn't we didn't talk about this before going into it but i'm, I'm just going to bring it up on the fly here um did you happen to see the tweet uh the, it happened over the weekend i think it happened friday night the tweet from our old uncle Paul Kaharski. No, I was off the grid for the first weekend in forever. Um, so I, my, my Twitter game was not where it should have been. What can okay. you, you have it so, ready for me? So Paul Kaharski, Jack, you know, you know about my, my, my alter ego, uh, big Raz. you know, yes, I love big to Raz, love to just poke fun at sports talk radio. Cause I worked in it for so long. And, um, I, there's a lot of I have a lot of frustrations with sports talk radio in general, and I that's kind of my outlet to uh, to let it out. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I'll, I'll always whenever, you know, dumb content topics come up and people make a big deal out of them. I that's usually when I fire up the Big Raz machine and um, Big Raz is is the most ridiculous of the ridiculous when it comes to <laughs> sports talk hosts. OK, like literally just every bad sports talk radio host you can think of just rolled up into one human. Um, and is he modeled after certain people? Yes, for sure. Definitely. Um, who I'm not going to say, uh, but Paul Kaharski had a very big Raz like tweet the other day. Um, so Dylan Radins offensive, uh, alignment for the Titans. Big question there. Is he actually going to turn out? He's a second round draft pick. Is he going to produce for the Titans this year? We don't know. Time will tell. Um, and and he's been tweeting back and forth with uh, with Will Compton uh, um, and Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan brought him up on the uh, latest busting with the boys, and you know they're basically talking like. Will Compton tweets, are you more of a tackle or a guard at Dylan Radins? And tags him in it. 
So Dylan Raiden's response with, and I quote, I play center, guard, and tackle. I sit on the center of the bench, I guard the water, and I tackle anyone who tries to steal it. Perfect answer. That's that, the perfect me, tweet. That is hilarious. I want to get Dylan Raiden's on this podcast because that, to me, screams that that dude just, he's just funny. He gets it. You know, anyone else, like, would could ignore it or not play into the fact that, yeah, okay, I was a second-round draft pick and I haven't quite turned out to what a normal second-round draft pick can be yet. I, mm-hmm. I still think there's time for him. I still think he can be great. But uh, so so he tweets and that. Taylor Lewan and Will Compton are probably like, yeah, but are you a wolf alpha? Are you, <laughs> a, are you a wolf or an alpha man? Uh, tier one, bro. Tier two. <laughs> what tier are you, bro? Which I don't want to make fun of those guys. I mean, they, oh, they're, I they're, them. The they're most, funny. They're, they're funny. the most. <laughs> but, um, but so, and that was a reply tweet Dylan had. That was a, Dylan Raiden's. It was a reply tweet to Will Compton's initial tweet. So what does Paul Karski do? Where does he where, come into this? Where does he, yeah. Uh... So he retweets the reply tweet that Dylan had. The very funny reply tweet. And he tweets, do hashtag Titans, which Paul Kaharski as a, as a writer, I don't know why he's still hashtagging, um, using hashtags in his tweets. It's not needed. Uh, Twitter search is far better than what is needed for hashtags. But he yeah, says... The, the hashtag error is pretty much dead and gone. It, the, the hashtag error is very much dead and gone. Uh, do I, like the, ha- I like the old, real quick, before you get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the 40 have- to 50 year olds who still do the hashtag, but it's not like one word. It's like a full sentence. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, he's like, oh, I think and then you click on the hashtag and you're like, well, this is the only tweet that's ever had that hashtag. So why did yeah. you <laughs> that was that's like early Twitter. That is like the early first days of Twitter humor yeah, right like there. Like hashtag make up your mind, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, man, like I'm so hungry. Hashtag. I wish my wife would have bought groceries this week. You know, like, <laughs> yes. you know, like nobody's searching that hashtag. Uh, but it was like early Twitter humor was the thing. Uh, so, so Paul Karski tweets or retweets Dylan Raiden's tweet and says, do hashtag Titans fans feel good about this sense of humor right now, considering where Raiden's is slash isn't as a second rounder heading into year two. That's um, the most Paul Karski tweet I've ever heard in my life. Jack, let me just say that it has four retweets and 55 quote tweets. You got the ratio treatment. Got the ratioed. Uh, <laughs> we should start calling him Dylan ratioed. Ooh, okay. um, I don't know. That was dumb. Don't let's. Yeah, we, well, we can workshop it. But literally almost all of us, the uh, sensible Titans fans. We're just clapping back at Paul Karski like, really, dude? You're you want to be you want to be uh, the fun police when it comes to this. Like you're going to be that guy with that take of, oh, you haven't panned out as a second rounder yet. So you can't have a sense of humor. You know, who I wish had a sense of humor. Isaiah Wilson. Me that it that tells me that you were. Uh, really in your journey. Yeah, I, w- I wish he had like a, you know, we talk about that the what is it the five senses that you have yeah i, I wish you could i wish you also had like a s- sense of of hearing 
just to, just so he didn't didn't drop the the mixtape that he put out. That that would have been well. Nice yes, yes, that could have yes. recognized. No, it that's in the, a good in the, point in the, in the process of right. making it. Maybe if he had just like a little bit of uh, you know, a little bit of a sense of humor, he mm-hmm. could have made fun of the mixtape along with us. Yeah, you know? yeah, little one little of us, one of us, yeah, banging right, on the right. Uh, but anyway, I I thought that was. That was that was very big Razzie to try and make something out of nothing when it comes to Dylan Ray just making a funny tweet. Um, we haven't had PK on here in a while, but you know, that was the while. that was the first time I I'd interviewed him. So, but I mean, what I would just like to know, like PK, is there a day go by, or is there a day that goes by where you just like are for a full twenty four hours just not at one point so miserable? <laughs> That tweet is just pretty much like Paul Karski saying, I, I don't like how my life is going right now. Like yes. that's, I'm going to jump in and make fun of Dylan Raiden I, for a funny, lighthearted tweet. Like, it, live it is funny. I, I like I like PK and I, I like him. I like him personally. Uh, he's he's a nice guy. He's nice to I've me. And yeah. and I and I I actually appreciate him more than a lot of people in in media. Um, But yes, there are times where it's like, He's almost like, um, like, like you're trying to, trying to figure out, like, catch what mood he's in, mm-hmm. you know, like, like which side of the bed did PK wake up on? Because like, there's some days where he's fine and he's yeah. and he's getting it, and he actually speaks a lot of sense into a lot of level-headed sense into Titan. But then there's the other times where it's like, he has that like pot stirring. He tries to make something out of nothing. It's mm-hmm. almost like that. Paul Kaharski's Twitter is just a digital mood ring. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Right. You, you can kind of tell where he is in his mood based on the things he's tweeting. Yep. Yeah. That's how and I feel like, about it. He'll always, uh, he'll always jump into other people's conversations on Twitter too, just to like make snarky, like, and, and try and like dunk on people in mm-hmm. other people's conversations. It's like, it's like, where did you come from? You know, it's like, it's like, he reminds me of that Butler from Mr. Deeds. You know, okay. I am I am very, very sneaky, sir. Like that's Paul Arsky on Twitter. Like, you gotta watch out. Like, well, where'd you come from? <laughs> that's the that's the perfect analogy. And an Adam Sandler movie I can get behind. All right, good. I'm glad. Man, I got so scared when I said Mr. Deeds. I was like, I hope he's seen that one. But uh anyway, okay, let's get to uh Sports Illustrated. Um uh this 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 list of predictions. Yes, but first. I'd like to talk to you guys about the fine folks at Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. I recently went in, it was about a month ago, and I had a great cleaning. It was a routine cleaning and had the greatest time. In the past, I've avoided going to the dentist because I'm sure like, like you guys, when you're a kid and you, you've got a dentist appointment coming up, your parents are trying to get you ready for your dentist appointment, the last thing you want to do is get in the car and go. Well, this is not the place that, that kind of gives me some of those same memories, those same feelings that I had as a kid because... When I walked in, all, all of my discomfort, all of my nerves, all of my questions about the dentist were pretty much immediately lifted just based on how comfortable the environment was. Dr. Hecklin and his staff are friendly beyond belief and equally as talented, which also helped alleviate some of my nerves. They've been in Nashville for over 40 years, which means they've definitely been doing something right. And they treat patients anywhere from between the ages of two years old to 104 years old. You've got an infant that you need to take in for his first cleaning, his or her first cleaning, you take them there. You've got a great, great grandparent that's still kicking with some teeth. That's where you take her as well. Talk about range. I'm telling you from two to 104. 
they'll put on your favorite music or your favorite channel on the TV. For me, it was ESPN. I got caught up on some sports center. Oh, they handle <laughs> they handle everything from crowns to dentures to veneers to smile makeovers. And if you're due for a cleaning, this is the place for you. And hey, look, I won't tell anybody, but if you're a little overdue for a cleaning and those teeth have turned a little yellow on you, have no fear. Walk into Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry and ask for 10% off on core whitening. But the key, you've got to mention A to Z Sports. Mention A to Z Sports for 10% off of core whitening at Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Go check them out. 5606 Brookwood Place. It's off Whitebridge Road. For those of you in West Nashville, if you, if you live in the city, it's a quick drive. Everything's 15 minutes away here. Um, but get your smile looking right for the summer. Everyone's smiling. Everyone's happy. Everyone's eating watermelon and drinking seltzer by the pool. Make sure your teeth are looking good for all of your friends. And, hey, maybe some of those lady friends you have out there to impress. So make sure to say A to Z Sports the next time you walk into Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry for 10% off core whitening. Get that smile looking right this summer. Yeah, chicks don't like dudes with ugly smiles, okay? That's why uh, Steve Buscemi isn't in any rom-coms. Steve Buscemi is in a couple rom-coms, isn't he? Well, not as the lead, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, he's more, yeah. Yeah, he's more of the the, the gross waiter or something, yeah. Yeah, right, Uh right. Um, Okay, so Sports Illustrated dropped a list, and uh, since it is like, I guess we are on the precipice of uh, list season. Yeah, we kind of got to lean into it at this point. Yeah, we started a little bit last week with Adam Rank's list uh, and uh, Good Morning Football's list. Uh, <laughs> this week, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit bigger with Sports Illustrated, a list of uh, 100 predictions for the 2022 NFL season. Um, and Jack, the Titans and the AFC South were mentioned a lot. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, some of these predictions were as simple as Justin Herbert will win the MVP. Um, Najee Harris will lead the NFL in rushing. And, you know, there are a couple mixed in between. Taylor Swift will headline the Super Bowl. Keep him. Ooh. Oh, I would. With with a guest performance from Stevie Nicks. I don't know if this guy knows something. I'm not afraid to admit that I low-key love. Like, I'm not low-key. High-key. I high-key love Taylor Swift. I'm I'm not a Swifty. I'm not a Swifty. I do like Fleetwood Mac, though. I am a I am a Swifty and yeah Fleetwood Mac can get it too. Uh, they are both both just I I I'm I know how like a lot of guys are like oh I, I remember I tweeted something about uh, Taylor Swift the other day and some dude was like oh if if you tw- you're lucky you're lucky I like you because most of the time if Taylor Swift shows up in my timeline it's the quickest way to an unfollow and I'm like yeah you can be like a masculine dude and still like Taylor Swift thank you Jack I there's appreciate some middle that. ground there. Because I like to consider myself both. Yeah, yeah. Former college running back who also likes to jam out to T-Swift and cry a little. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Try and make fun of that, Paul Kaharski. <laughs> but there's, uh, some, there's some funny ones in here as well. The, yeah. the funniest one to me was Rob Gronkowski will finally secure his USAA membership. You know, oh, have you seen those nice. commercials with Rob oh, Gronkowski yeah. on the phone asking for 30% off his auto insurance with safe pilot and the lady on the phone has to be like who is this i want to know the comedy writers behind that that commercial because they're like hey guys you know it'd be funny a guy who probably has cte trying to commit insurance fraud <laughs> they go they go on the phone who is this yeah goes, uh robert <laughs> robert who oh busted i'm super bowl <laughs> champion rob gronkowski <laughs> and the lady's like Mr. Gronkowski, 
you have to be a veteran of the military to qualify for this insurance. So I guess the Sports Illustrated thinks that Gronkowski is going to enlist in the military at some point during this season. <laughs> Jack so knows get... that commercial so well because it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it played on every commercial break during the football season last year. <laughs> I've got YouTube TVs of the same commercials happen over and over and over again. I want to know so what know USAA, that. US page pays, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 30% off the same pilot. Yeah. <laughs> But like that's that's an example of a funny one they have, and most of them are serious. But I found that to be funny, so I had to tell you guys about it. Um, let's start at the top. You want to okay. start at the top? Let's start. I, I like starting on top. You know, mm-hmm. I figured you'd like to start on the bottom, finish on top. But you know, who are, we, are we making sexual jokes? Different. Now? I'm trying to. I'm. I'm having trouble. Different strokes for up. different folks, right? Oh, strokes. Uh, okay. There we go. There's another sex pun. That was the. How many? Jack is like, wow, like a, just a firing off sex puns oh just save your sex puns i've got because there there will be a sex talk here at some point in the next few in the next few uh predictions si has but stick with me through them it's more about how you like to shower with your roommates <laughs> okay okay that's taken out of context number four on this list of 100 doesn't have to do with the titan but it has to do with the former titan marcus mariota will finish the season as a top 12 passer in terms of qbr top 12 season for mariota Okay, 12, 12 seems high, but I also don't hate it, dude. I he's don't. Not, he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't have any weapons besides Drake London and Kyle Pitts, which he does utilize the tight end just about as much as any, any starting quarterback will. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, a friendly system. He's He's been in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're familiar with each other. They know each other's I, strengths and weaknesses. I think Arthur Smith is going to open up that offense for him, and I think he's going to – I think he's going to – there's going to be like a little Mariota resurgence this year. I I think he's only 28. It feels like he's 35, and his body probably feels like he's 45. Yeah. He still is 28. This is his second time around. Well, Maybe he'll be rejuvenated. Him coming in uh, when uh, Derek Carr went down a couple of times, I think it was last season. Yeah, he did that big run. That was like a 70-yard yeah. run, I feel like. I mean, it, got it. And if you go back, I encourage, like, Titans fans. Go back, and, go back and watch those Mariota highlights, yeah. Mariota highlights. Like, the guy has got, like, really good, like, surprisingly accurate like pinpoint throws and it were it, it was those type of flash plays that titans fans you know you know kept Titans oh, yeah. fans on the bandwagon for so long well and it was it was marcus mariota was a great change of pace from what the titans had had at quarterback position for like the seven to eight years prior yeah he wasn't so, like the 32nd worst starter in the nfl it was a great yeah right 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 <laughs> so like it was like oh wow this is what it's like to have a, someone who can is actually like good at quarterback and he was yeah. good at quarterback for years and then i think just the constant changing of schemes and injuries, uh, and no injuries yes everything just it was it was like the perfect storm of terrible for him and but now i think it's we're starting to get like we're out of that we're out of we're through the eye of the storm and we're moving on to the back end of the storm and i think we're he's starting to see sunlight again and i think we're going to see at least a little bit whatever's left in that tank i think you're going to see for marcus mario this year. i i have to i also am one of those titans fans that don't hate him i like him i yeah. just and i would like to see him succeed and especially succeed with arthur smith because i yeah. think arthur smith deserves the most success of just about any former titans coach so I, I I tend to pull for those guys, and they're harmless. They're yeah, they're they're, they're never any good. Right, they're in the NFC. The Titans don't oh, have yeah. to see them. Yes, so why not? I I I I will be pulling for the Falcons this year, mainly because they just what they they signed someone else. Uh, they signed 
another um another Titan this week, uh making it like six or seven former really? Titans. Yeah. Uh so that's for the Falcons. Bates. Yeah. The uh, but I'm I'm uh but yeah, Marcus Mariota, I respect and appreciate him just for him being that bridge from crap Titans to good Titans. So the next one has something to do with that. It says Matt Ryan will have the best quarterback rating of all QBs in new locations. So he's saying that Matt Ryan will have a better QB rating than Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson in Denver, Carson Wentz in Washington, Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh, Drew Locke in Seattle, Mariota in Atlanta. That's a lot of dudes he's got to beat out. Yeah. A lot of dudes he's just simply not better than. Right. And and I, I I still stand by my take when it comes to Matt Ryan with the, the Falcons. Like you expect Matt Ryan to somehow have a resurgence. Last year was the worst year of Matt Ryan's career. Uh first time he didn't go over four thousand passing and he did it. He did that with he showed his age last year. Yes, and he, you know, higher uh with interceptions. Uh, Matt Ryan was just he was just he he digressed last year. And that was with some pretty good offensive weapons. And now you're going to a Colts team that I, I agree, at least on paper has worse offensive weapons than the I, Falcons have. Yeah. The Falcons didn't have a lot though. And I guess, I guess what he's doing is he's kind of trading similar weapons. Now he's got Jonathan Taylor, which is probably the best weapon you could ask for. If you're a QB. sure now you'd yeah. like some receivers too, which they just don't have. They they've tried to draft a Michael Pittman Titans fans are scared of him. I'm scared of him. Um, you know, and they've done some work in the recent drafts, but he, he's essentially trading weaponry and familiarity for protection up front. The offensive line in Indianapolis is going to be fine. But even with that being said, I don't see how he's above Russell Wilson in Denver. He's got more weapons no. than a good O-line. Not at Sean all. Watson in Cleveland, more weapons, O-line. Although their weapons are, they don't really have many weapons anymore, but he's got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. He can make something happen. And he's just a better player at this age than Matt Ryan is at his age. I think Carson Wentz will have a better QB rating than him this season. And I think Mariota will be close in Atlanta. So, uh, wow. you know, I don't, I don't necessarily he'll, – he'll, he'll have the best QB rating of any of those guys. I'm not going to say he's going to have a terrible year. I mean, you're just asking him to be better than Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, even guys like Carson Wentz, Mariota. Those are kind of coin flips to me. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll no, see. I, I agree. And he's, he's not going to be able to get away from pressure. I think that's going to impact it. He's going to have some more fumbles, um, especially when the Titans come to town. Here's the next one. <laughs> Giants QB Daniel Jones wins NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Daniel Jones instead of yeah, Derrick Henry. Tough. All right, this is, where I, this is where I've got a little bit of beef. I'll just turn it over to you right now, and then I'll get, to you, I'll get the actual odds to you. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that Derrick Henry is not going to win comeback player of the year next year all right that's fine yeah yeah okay he stubs his toe last year last year on halloween and now all of a sudden it's like oh oh he's done his career is over he's he's done cakes you know i'll believe it when i see it that's fine because every other running back you know in years past whenever they get hurt their career is over sure no no running back has ever come back from an injury it's basically what they're saying especially a running back the size of derrick henry the, 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 for the first time in NFL history, we're seeing a defensive end play running back. And <laughs> and people are, are sitting there being like, well, yeah, no, he can't come back from an injury. No one else has before. You know, that'd be like saying, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, 
putting I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with an analogy you, right here on the you, spot. How many yards do you think Bud Dupree would rush for if he was a running back? To stick with Bud, your defensive end comparison. Uh, who? How many yards he would rush for? Yeah. I bet Bud Dupree could rack up about eight hundo. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yes. He'd probably be uh, a goal line back, though. Yeah, he would not be a feature back, mm. unlike, uh, unlike Derek. But so, so you mean to tell me that, okay, but Derek... The, arguably the greatest running back in the sport. And I say arguably because there's some doofuses out there, especially those idiots at pro football focus who all they want is Titans fans engagement online who think Jonathan Taylor is a better running back. Okay. Look, let's not kid ourselves. Derek Henry is still the best running back in the sport and he will continue to be the best running back in the sport until someone dethrones him. He is the King. He sits on the throne. No one has dethroned him yet. The only look, uh, Jonathan Taylor got to keep that throne warm while Derek Henry was nursing his foot, but now he's back. He's back on top of the throne. And you want to, you want to sit there and tell me that he won't win comeback player of the year to who again? Daniel Jones, the guy who can't even stand upright when the, 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 the guy, the guy trips over the 20 yard line on all his breakaway runs. And you think he's the one that's going to beat out Derrick Henry for comeback player of the year. Why don't you come back to this? Let, let's just say that this article was the first draft. And why don't you come back to this article and change the way it's really going with Derrick Henry being the comeback player of the year next year. So the odds for comeback player of the year next year, it's no surprise that Derrick Henry is the favorite at plus 300. Then you have Deshaun Watson closely behind plus 500, followed by Jameis Winston plus 550. You've got Michael Thomas at plus 600, McCaffrey at plus 750, and then Daniel Jones and Mitch Trubisky tied at plus 800. That's a lot of I, dudes that he just is not better than. No, of dudes that listen to a lot of uh wfan up in new york you know because like they live up there probably and it's like oh well they're, they talk about daniel jones every day he's he's i bet he's poised for a great season and then you know what every november when the giants are five and eleven and we were like you know yeah the giants kind of suck no one ever comes back and revisits these quote unquote predictions and says, wow, really missed the ball on Daniel Jones yeah. being comeback player of the year. Sounds like, like something Mike Francesa would have aired on his radio show. The only time Daniel Jones will ever be the comeback player of the year is when he's sent out to the field and Joe Judge says, hey, come back here. You're not playing. Sends in the backup. <laughs> For people who pick these things, though, I'll, I'll say this. It, it is boring and it feels lazy, even though it's not because being right is better than being wrong. But it feels lazy to just pick, continue to pick the same guys over and over again. Like after the Braves won the World Series, who's going to win the World Series in the MLB this year? Oh, the Dodgers. And after the Bills continue to fall short in the AFC, oh, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? I think it's the Bills year. When in reality, they've still got to, you know, they've still got to get past the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Titans, all these other teams that they've had trouble with. So it, I, I feel like it's just, it's not like, it kind of is, I guess, like LeBron fatigue in the NBA. Like you're not going to vote for him to win the MVP every year, even though he probably could. Right. Um, but you just want you just want new guys, new teams, new comeback player of the years, uh, I, I guess. Or just, you know, but, but, but like your, this, their main faces. This is Derek's only chance to win comeback player of the year because it's literally the first games in his career that he missed aside from. No, you're right. Game. 
You're right uh, about so, that. you know, like, yeah, give him, give him, give it because look, you, you, we know you're not going to give him the MVP. So give him some sort of award. Mm-hmm. That's, their, that's the way of saying Derrick Henry is important to us by not giving him the award he wants, but by giving him the next award that he could get or he's eligible for. That's how they keep Titans fans, you know, you know satisfied and Derrick Henry happy. Oh, hey, yeah, maybe you were the best player in the NFL this year, but oh, oh. We're just gonna we're just gonna say you're the best offensive player of the year, and then oh by the way, give the MVP to a different offensive player of the year. Come yeah. on, NFL, do better. Come on. Come okay, on. moving along, moving along. There's a couple more I want to get to. Caleb Farley will have a top ten caliber season for the Titans. This list was not made by Titans fans or Titans writers. This was Sports Illustrated. They think Caleb Farley can have a top ten caliber season for the Titans. Wow. So, uh, in, 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 I like their description here because they do give the Titans their flowers. They said there are teams across the league who have a sweet spot potentially when they draft or positionally when they draft. They rarely, the Ravens rarely miss on tight ends. The Steelers don't miss on receivers. The Titans are starting to get there as a team that evaluates talent in the secondary. Farley was injured coming out of VT and injured a year ago. Fully healthy, he will dominate in 2022. They make a good point. Christian Fulton, uh, Kevin Byard, even Molden last year. You've got Amani Hooker. The Titans typically draft pretty well. Dory Jackson probably being the easiest exception, at least in recent memory. Um, but I, I, that, that's high praise. I'm, I'm, to, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not as sold. I, I don't, I don't know that he's capable of that because there is still going to be that learning curve and trusting that knee again and all the stuff that comes along with rehabbing and recovering from an ACL injury. So I'm hesitant to say that he'll have a top ten season. But man, if he can have a top twenty season. Yeah, Titans secondary could be the best in the NFL. I I agree because we do have to kind of taper our expectations for this guy because not only did he leave school early, uh, but like he sat out the COVID year of football, then he gets hurt and he kind of sets out the first year of his pro career. So like him actually playing football, playing in games, it's been a long time. It's been a long ass time. So if he can come out and kind of produce in any sort of way, just be be good or like even just be a body out there. I'm okay with it. I uh, like I I I'm going in with no expectation when it comes to Caleb Farley. And anything for me will be a plus because I just want to see the guy out there. Because look, and we we talked about it before on this podcast. Going into the draft, uh if he if he were if he would have been drafted right after that COVID year that he sat out, he would have been or before the year before he got hurt, I guess. Yeah. He would have been a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So the fact that the Titans were able to, to land him where they did and steal him, like he's, he's a great player. And I, I want to, I want to see him get back to that, but I don't know. I don't know if we will. It's hard to trust that, right? You can't really make that. You got to see him on the field first, right? Um, Just see where he's at physically. Um, last one. This is kind of tied into that. Kevin Byard will deserve the NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. They go on to say, we don't know what the Titans will look like in 2022. Coach Mike Vrabel will have them competitive no matter what. A big reason will be Byard, the do-everything playmaking safety who may have been the best player at his position last year. Notice we said deserve in the headline. Will voters look past sack totals and give the man his due? I, I, I love the high praise for him. People are recognizing that he's one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's also that affinity for these 
these pass rushers that rack up 15, 20, JJ Watt, 22, 23 and a half sacks um, on a season. Yeah. So can he do enough at safety to put himself in front of those guys? He's well, going to have and a I lot th- of interceptions again. I, I, I think he's, he's it's going to be a challenge for him to do that even amongst his own team. Uh, you know, guys like Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons, like they're going to steal a lot of his headline and a lot of the, the, uh, I guess the talking points in games, because I feel like that's the biggest thing that, uh, can kind of get you to that, that national level is when guys are, you know, when guys are talking about you. Okay. A lot of the intention when you, when you talk about this Titans defense is going to go to that front four. I, and when we all know that Kevin Byard has kind of been the backbone, the the literal spine mm-hmm. for this defense for so long, I think it's I, – I would love to see him get to that, but it's going to be hard. You're right. Not just, uh, you know, the front four on his own team, but but big sack total guys from around the league. It's going to be hard for him to – do more unless he leads like the league in interceptions, maybe has a couple of pick sixes or something. Yeah. That's going to be that does something splashy that turns heads because right now for as good as we all know, Titans fans know how good Kevin Byard is. He's one of the best safeties in the league. Two one of the best safeties pro. in the sport. Exactly. But, but you still have guys, you know, and I know this is a couple of years ago now, but like Deion Sanders and the national media where they don't even know who, who Kevin Byard is. I know there's a lot of people in the NFL media who probably don't think much about Kevin Byard. So I think I would love to see him come out and have some sort of big year, a big splash year to where it's like, Oh, Kevin Byard's name is on the list. Kind of like, uh, uh, what was that guy who uh, who did it with his brother and a couple of other chicks who uh, had his uh, Snapchat notifications turned on and uh, Eric Derrick Henry ended his career? What was his name? Uh, was, was that Earl Thomas? Oh, that's right. Eat shit, Earl. Uh, that yes, the that Eat is. Shit, Earl. We all know that he is the best. <laughs> he he was a really good safety back in the day. He did some splashy things, and then he got notoriety. I want Kevin Byard. To uh to get to that level, but counterpoint before before all the the Snapchat brother sex stuff. Yes, before any of that goes down in in Murfreesboro, he's he's a politician out there. He's the mayor, so he's got to keep a clean resume. Keep right. Get rid of all those skeletons that were in his closet. Have a so fall do think, guy. Do you think Murfreesboro? Okay, do you think Murfreesboro is, would put up with that? You've been in no yeah, way. Right. I know the people, the great fine people of Murfreesboro. That's right. It won't stand nice- for that. But Kevin nicest Byard. thing in Murfreesboro is that the uh, the Ross dress for less, right? Hey, hey, it's developing. It's no, developing. I'm joking. I'm it's joking. Developing. No, I, no I, shout out, shout out, Murfreesboro. We've got Murfreesboro listeners. It's coming along. Murfreesboro is Murfreesboro is phenomenal, and it is great. It, it has come head and shoulders above where I remember Murfreesboro, which was like '98. Uh, anyone who lived in Murfreesboro back then, you you know what I'm talking about. But it was today. Nowadays, it's phenomenal. Great place. Two to thumbs be. up. Great, great place. place. Not as expensive as Nashville either. Uh, right? Kevin Byard, three-time captain on defense. He's entering his seventh season in the NFL. People know who he is. Deion Sanders, back to your he, you know, just a fan tweet that he made about him. Deion yep. Sanders has been relegated to coaching Jackson State, paying for all of his players through the Barstool Fund, and then getting blown out in bowl games. So I'm glad that we don't have to deal with Deion Sanders, the media personality, anymore. But Kevin Byard, you're right. It's it's going to be I, – I, I do think that – there could be like, and I'm not going to say the Titans secondary could be the Legion of Boom, but if the Titans secondary is commanding respect nationally and people are talking about, man, it's tough to throw on the Titans this year. 
then it's kind of like, well, it's tough to throw on the Titans because Kevin Byard's back there. So I, I think you made the point about having the pass rushers kind of disrupt some of that notoriety and and just attention that Bayard could get. I think of it as they could help that secondary be one of the best pass defenses, uh, pass secondaries in the NFL, which could help his case. Well, and one one point two that you know doesn't ever really get talked. I mean, it does, but it not enough to get talked about is the fact that if your secondary is great. That makes your front four great. So, like, if Kevin Byer does an incredible job this season, his his offense is going to get, or I mean, his his front four is going to get is going to get all the praise. But again, the Titans' offense, there's not a lot known about him. There's not no, you know, there's not any continuity really aside from the O line, Tannehill and Derrick Henry, right? On that on that offense. Right. So that defense could, once again, people saw how good that defense was in the playoff game, by the way. They know the offense has work to do. But I, th- I think by the end of the season, people were really starting to come around to the Titans' defense being one of the best units in the NFL. If the Titans' defense carries the offense again this year, that's where Bayard could have a shot at DPOY. All right, let's very quickly get into uh, this week in Titans' Facebook. Um, I found some really dumb posts uh, that, uh, well, not dumb. I'm not going to say dumb. I'm not going to uh, paint them all with one wide brush. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, We'll break these down one by one. But uh, so th- this week in Titans Facebook, this is always a, a fun segment that we do. Literally go to the Titans Facebook page and we find just ridiculous comments on some of their posts. God love whoever runs or whoever has to sift through some of these comments uh, on the Titans social media team. <laughs> the moderators. <laughs> They're doing the Lord's work right there because uh, there are some just uh, it is. If you ever want to laugh, just scroll through the Facebook comments on any Titans post. Uh, but we are going to do that for you here right now. Uh, and the Titans posted literally just some photos from OTAs with the biggest photo of them being um, Ryan Tannehill throwing a pass. And the caption was literally just the target emoji, you know, like the darts emoji Yeah, going into the bullseye. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's, that's literally all, all the post was. And uh, Jared Duguay uh, says with absolutely no punctuation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Expect I'm, so I'm going to read this as written. Need to revisit our offensive line. Our defense is there. They need to focus on big Jeff Simmons extension. I really like our defense. I don't agree with letting Brown go. Finally getting a decent TE where he have been struggling and a Robert Woods for nothing. Really. We should have paid AJ and went for a ring. So he just pretty much shoved every single thought he has about this Titans offseason into one sentence. Yeah. To me, I feel like he just opened up his, uh, notes app and did like the voice to text yeah and just, it, it sounded like he was driving and facebooking right where he'd yes. talk into his phone right and he but but and he's just he just took little notes once a week on what the main topic was on sports talk radio in nashville <laughs> and and just and and then just compiled it into one long caption one long comment um also but, he, kept uh, it, he kept it short for discussing the entire offseason it was kind of like five words per player that they added right Still a run on sentence, still a run on sentence, but yes, I agree. Very short. Uh, Let's go to Simon Smith. I like Simon Smith's comment here. Okay. Uh, He literally says nature has given us all the pieces required to achieve exceptional wellness and health, but has left it to us to put the pieces together. Wishing you all a productive day out there. 
That's not. Dude, right. Are you on TikTok? By the no, way, yeah, right. You think so? You think is, so? Is with this, the, with that kind of spam? But to me, like Jack, a, sounds like a Liver King comment. Do you do you know who the Liver King is? Oh, yes, that dude the is the ancestral tenant psycho. Bone I saw him drink and liver forever. I, I I literally watched him drink blood with yeah, his family. He, he was drinking blood like a month. He, he ate he ate brain ice cream with his family. He had the oh, whole family. You know, grab you a know spoon. what his famous saying is? Why have vegetables when you can have testicles? Because he eats raw testicles. From like I can come cows. Look, not to disrespect. Oh, the- I, I hope I've turned some of our listeners on to Liver King. They're going to be fascinated when they find this guy. It's just Liver King, by the way, on Instagram and TikTok. If you're there. Just Liver King. Just, just Liver King. King. Not to disrespect Liver King. Just, uh, you know, because I obviously knowing uh, my love for Derrick Henry, I would never disrespect the King that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I can think of just a a number of reasons why you would choose vegetables over uh testicles testicles yeah. yeah um but i will say simon smith must have listened to our tighten up podcast optimism sode from last week mm. you know with an outlook like that yeah. see you see, yeah. see you you saw that comment and you're like oh it might be a bot some sort of spam no 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 i saw that and i saw a titans fan that listens to the tighten up podcast it's it it feels like one of those Instagram accounts that like all the uh you know all the people all the girls my age that are in like the, their mid twenties late twenties, really wrapping their head around like optimism and positivity in life, and they see these quotes on Instagram accounts like fake Instagram accounts. Yeah, it'll it'll be like uh, local honey and tea posts. Wellness yeah. is king. Go outside, right. be in nature, and they repost it, and that's their like one positive thought for the day. And then they get back to talking trash about all of their friends and coworkers. But that, that's, that sounds like something that you'd find on like a hippie girl's Instagram. Yeah, right. No, I agree with you. Uh, this next comment comes from Richard Bermudez, uh, who just has two words and seven emojis. Just tighten up. And then it's got meat and then uh, shish kebab and then uh, uh, the turkey leg football, the uh, hook em horns emoji. American flag and then hook them horns emoji. And then it's got a photo though. It comes, this comes with a photo and it's a photo of him going cross arm with his two spatulas in hand. And he's got a Titans apron on. Okay. And I'm not going to say, I'll say this. Richard looks like the illegitimate child of Mike Leach and Ron Jeremy. Oh, Richard's not blessed then. Oh, uh, no. So, well, so Richard, I, I did look, and I just bring this up because I love these kind of people. That are like they I'm I guarantee you, I can all but guarantee you that Richard just got that Titans apron and wanted to show it off so bad that he was like, I'm gonna go to the Titans most recent post on Facebook and I'm gonna post a photo of me wearing this new Titans apron. Sounds like and you like, gotta have at your tailgate though. Yes, double spatula it up on a Sunday. Look, I'll get, I'll get, uh, I'll, I'll get Ron Jeremy Leach out to my tailgate any day. The only problem is, I feel bad because he has absolutely no likes. This, this post, this comment has been sitting up there for two well, days now. Why don't you like it? No likes. I didn't want to like you it. You screenshotted it, and you'll never be able to dig it up. I again, screenshotted probably. it, and now it's my iPhone wallpaper. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, this last or this last post. Um, comes it is nwi related so i'll obviously have to bring it up well they better they better come correct austin nwi was mic'd up jack for a practice Mm -hmm. he was mic'd up and it was great video he was like you know he's telling that telling the other guys on the team he's like hey i'm the feds today i'm the feds meaning i'm mic'd up (laughs) love that 
love me some NWI. Uh, so, uh, and this first comment comes from Levi Main, and he says, if NWI improves on his production last year, then we got a good one. Then and, we got a good one? Well, hang on, hang on. Jack, you know what I think? I think... I think Levi Maine might just have himself a, a, a job waiting for him on this podcast. Oh, All right. With that kind of, because a lot of times, a lot of times with the, anything NWI, you got a lot of, uh, if he's the best wide receiver we got right now, our team stinks, you know, or like our, yeah. he's kind of mundane. You know, you get a lot of that negativity. They weaponize NWI to attack the Titans off season moves. I thank you, Jack. NWI is unfairly used as a weapon in the uh, the fight against the Titans front office. And I don't like it. But Levi Maine saying that, like, understanding, like, look, if he improves on it, which I mean, that statement is kind of true. If, if NWI improves on his production last year, then, yeah, we got a good one. Like he had four touchdowns last year. If he improves on that. Yeah, I think that that just goes without saying. But Levi. If you ever want to host a podcast, you can take Mike Herndon's seat on this one. Yeah, we'll keep the light on for you. Speaking of Mike Herndon, by the way, do you, do you know that feeling like the first time you see your puppy? It's your puppy. It's yours. You get this fuzzy feeling in your heart. Yeah. I got that recently through Mike Herndon's Twitter account. He said, and I totally agreed, that NWI is not talked about enough because he is likely this the team, the Titans – Best undrafted free agent since Drew Bennett. Also, oh, wow. our, our beloved uncle. uncle wow. Right? So that it makes wow. you think. Is he the, yeah. the best Titans UDFA we've had in a while? He had See, over 400 yards last year receiving, and, and he was expected to really just play on special teams. He had more receiving yards than Julio, finished second on the team in receiving yards, and just his second year in the league. Uh, the trajectory for NWI continues to rise. Now he's got more people to – you know, overcome on the depth chart, but he's locked himself in as the number one, like backup receiver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's not going anywhere. Well, and just all that trust he's building with Tannehill too. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people shouting at their podcast right now. Like Mason Kinsey is the best undrafted oh, receiver. Guys, we like Mason Kinsey. We like, we him. like Mason Kinsey on this podcast. We love NWI. NWI has been on twice. Mason Kinsey. Uh, so we like NWI a little bit more, but that tells me, uh, it's awesome you for you. For you, it's probably I would you would you maybe you only have one child, but it's kind of like picking your favorite kid, right? You, yeah, you can't say you like one more than another. But if this guy is trying to, if this kid's putting me into early retirement, he may earn an extra Christmas present. You know what I'm saying? I see, Jack. You get it. You get it. Not a lot of parents will admit to that, but I will certainly when I have a second. I yeah, will tell that, you straight up who yeah, my favorite it, kid is. And right now, my favorite kid is NWI. I'm basing Christmas presents on production, production based right. presents. What are you doing for me? Yeah. But Mike Kern, that's how you're a bad father. Mike Kernan's comment does make me think, like you said, makes you think. Uh, it makes me think that he doesn't listen to this podcast because clearly we talk about NWI too much uh, mm. on this podcast. Uh, and then in the video, uh, NWI talks about eating pizza the day before and how he doesn't recommend it. Uh, and the caption on the post even says, don't feed NWI pizza after midnight. <laughs> to which the very first comment comes from Shelby Thoy Lynn Mitchell. 
Oh right? no, we got a Lynn Lynn in the chat. <laughs> well, it's Something spelled about L I N H, so I'm I I think huh. that's Lynn. Okay, uh, but she Lynn. says, "Love the pizza with pepperoni and even sausage." Wow! No way, <laughs> man. You know, it's like the insight you get from Titans fans really is just it's next tough. level. It sounds like she just discovered that sausage actually can be put on pizzas. It's like yeah. she, she's been a one-topping girl her whole life. She's stuck with the pepperoni, the OG, the original. Right. But now she can add a second meat. Oh, my God. Wait till she hears she, about meat lovers. She also capitalized both pizza and pepperoni in that sentence, which, like, like who wants to be the one to volunteer to tell Shelby that pizza and pepperoni are not proper nouns? She capitalized them, huh? You know, yeah. You know what you said? yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's respect. It's what is it? Person, place, or thing is a noun. And what's the rule on capitalization? I feel like it has to be like a president, the White House. Man, this is like in fourth grade. When I write, it comes easier. But I'm trying to think if there's like a specific sure. rule for yeah. capitalization. You you like going through your first word of right a now, sentence, trying to think what words are capitalized. Yeah, like that. This is just phenomenal. It's, it's, proper, wish... it's proper nouns. That's what they're sure. Called. Proper yeah. noun. Yeah, proper noun. Proper yes. noun. There we go. I got to the bottom of it. You just got to let yeah. me think for a minute. No, no I, I'll give you all the time in the world to think. Uh, and then lastly, Max Breyer says, not. <laughs> he says, not many guys there if they're miking Nick. Okay, and what it's the like, hell, dude? But look, and you know what, Max? Look, I'm not, look, and I get it, dude. I get it. Because sure, I agree. There are not many guys if they are miking Nick. Yeah, he's a good, he's good. He's good on the pod, though. Oh, he's great on the pod. He's great on the pod. But, you know, like bigger name guys, like if you, mm -hmm. you want the click, you want the clickbait, you know, you want people to click and watch your content. Uh, but look, as someone who has to scrape to the bottom of the barrel for content, I completely get it. OK, mm -hmm. I mean, like <laughs> I feel like we would have freaking mic'd up the water boy for this uh, episode of the Titan Up podcast. Because You can't mic up Tannehill because yeah. of the drama that's going on with Malik Willis. If he says something right. wrong during a drill or does something. That's true. Yeah. He's can't like, have damn it. There. Damn it, Malik. You idiot, you stupid idiot. This is Ryan Tannehill Mike. This yeah. is Ryan Tannehill mic'd up at practice. Like, you stupid Mike Malik Willis. You so what, what you talking about, Willis? I'll tell you. Oh, I'm about my fist to your face. And, then, and and Malik's like, what was that, Brian? He's like, nothing, dude. Nothing. Great rep. Good throw. Good rep. Good throw. <laughs> And, and nobody like, showed up on the defense, so you can't mic yeah. any one of those guys up because they're just and, and and then like cut cut to Ryan Tannehill like pulling Malik aside. He's like, listen, when you see like Amani Hooker shading to one side, you want to throw to that side. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but it wouldn't that be double coverage? And he's like, no, 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 D double coverage in the NFL is good. You want <laughs> to throw him to double coverage, and then and because if he's you like, complete it, it, it means you're a better quarterback, right? And Malik's like so nice. He's like, okay, all right, yes, sir, yes, I'll sir. try it, Ryan. Yeah. 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 And then uh and then and then lastly, like Ryan Tannehill's like he, he takes a swig of water. He's like and he spits it out. He's like, what is this? And then he yells at the water boy. He's like, I demanded only Celsius in these things. <laughs> and, and then the guy's like, yeah, oh, I'll get it. I'll get it right away. I'll get it, it right away. It, it, it's Ryan. like in grown up. So Adam Sandler's kid only drinks one type of water. It's got to be the most expensive type of water. I think it's Avion yeah. or something. <laughs> Ryan yeah. Tannehill's oh. got to have smart water or Celsius oh. water in his squirt top. I'll, I'll, I'll get it right away, Ryan. I said, call me Mr. Tannehill. <laughs> uh, <and> then, <laughs> demonizing the most nice player probably on the roster. 
Oh, man. All right, let's get to remember the Titan. Uh, Jack, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. You, I feel like you need to catch your breath from that story. Thank you. Okay, you do that. I'm going to go on mine. So this week's Remember the Titan for me, he only played for the Titans in just one season. It was in the 2017 year. Now, he did play in the NFL for 11 seasons. So he's a vet. He was a one-time pro bowler. He goes by the name of Eric Grant Weems. Yes, Eric Weems, born on the 4th of July in 1985. Great Oliver Pratt movie. (laughs) Went to college at Bethune-Cookman. Uh, but Eric Weems, you know, his, his first little while in the league, he, I mean, he was just a return man. I mean, he was a good return man. That's why he, he made the 2010 pro bowler as a returner. Great so, Oliver Stone movie is what I meant to say. Okay, Oliver Stone yeah, made was, born on the 4th of July. It's Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise movie. I was hoping we could just skate by that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I just, I, I said Oliver Platt and I meant Oliver Stone, two totally yeah, I, different guys. I haven't heard it either, but he did have two return touchdowns in that 2010 season with the Falcons. So he spent eight years in Atlanta, then Chicago picked him up for a couple of years. And, you know, he, he was, he was still a decent return guy, mostly handled kickoffs. The Titans then swooped him up. In 2017, like I mentioned, he only returned two punts for the Titans for 15 yards, seven and a half yard average, not too shabby. It's not going to get you to the Pro Bowl. Um, And just two kick returns for 18 yards. Now, two returns for 18 yards, you may want to go in a different direction. You know, throw a Dory Jackson back there or something. God knows who they had in 2017 to put back there. But yeah, he, he he was used sparingly as a receiver. And in the 2017 season, he caught just one single pass for five yards. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big catch either. I mean, he had one rushing attempt. That went for zero yards. So he wasn't great in Tennessee. And after, after his time in Tennessee, he eventually retired. But Eric Weems was one of the better return men um, during his time in the NFL. And I, I know Titans fans remember him because at the time when they signed him, I was excited because, you know, how many players – really run back kicks for touchdowns. Very, very few. But Eric Weems at one point in his career in 2010 with the Falcons was one of the game's top three, top five return men. And I'm like, okay, well, Titans have their receiving core set. Eric Weems come in here and be a great returner. Nope, nope, wasn't that. Barely used him, but I remember him. Eric Weems, he wore number 14 for the Tennessee Titans. So that's who I went with this week. Who'd you go with? I got a good one. All right. Look, you know me, I University of Missouri grad. So, you know, I've got love for former Mizzou quarterback, Matty Mock. Oh, good one. But he never played for the Titans. In fact, I don't even think Matty Mock made it to the NFL. He kind of had some, uh, got in trouble with some drugs while in college and everything. I don't even think he uh, panned out to anything. But I am going with a former Titan with a very similar name. And that is Matt Mock, a.k.a. or well, uh, his formal government name, Matthew Ryan Mock. Mm -hmm. He was draft drafted in the seventh round, 225th pick overall in the 2004 draft out of LSU. Um, He originally committed to play quarterback for Nick Saban at Michigan State, uh, but then signed a Major League Baseball contract with the Cubs and was later drafted in the 97 MLB draft instead of playing college football. Then he would play on the minor league levels for the Cub organizations before three years before returning to college to play football. And then he plays uh, at LSU. 
when Nick Saban was coach coaching LSU. And um, if you're a Vols fan, if you're a college football fan, you probably remember Matt Mock, mm-hmm. uh, great LSU quarterback. If you're a Vols fan, you probably definitely remember Matt Mock because in the 2001 SEC title game, you remember he came in for the injured Rohan Davey. It's so weird because I don't remember a lot of stuff because I was like five at the time, but yeah. I do remember Jeez. the SEC, the 2001 SEC championship game because my neighbors were Vols fans and I was actively rooting against them because that's how I was raised. Right. Yeah. No, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Um, I, uh, yeah, this, so this was, and this was a big one because Tennessee was number two in the country. And, um, I know shocker, right? It's weird to see a number that low next to the Tennessee ball. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't look, I don't, this is not meant to be a, a shot at <laughs> Tennessee. I'm just, I'm just saying how you can remember this guy. If you don't remember him as a Titan, you remember him as coming in for Ron Davey, where he led LSU back to a comeback victory against the balls in that sec title game. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but Vols fans here, how about this? Here's an olive branch. He's also, uh, he entered the regular season that following season, beating out Marcus Randall and Rick Clawson, mm. older brother of Casey Clawson. Huh? There we go. A little Tennessee connection there. Does that make him feel better though? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I never know. I don't think there's anything in this world that will make Tennessee Vols fans feel better. Well, and you know, I know this because a lot of Tennessee Vols fans are Titans fans. And there's not a lot of things that will make t- Tennessee Titans fans feel better. A lot of misery rooted in this fan base. Oh, for sure. But hey, Look, God. It, the Vols are number one overall seed in the NCAA baseball tournament. But it's, it's kind of like that bad news Brian meme. Do you remember seeing the bad news Brian memes where it would say like one great thing and then like something really bad after those were great memes it was it, so it's it's like verbal meme bad news brian meme the vols are ranked number one in the ncaa baseball tournament they're the number one overall seed in the ncaa baseball tournament number one overall seed hasn't won in 20 something years right like <laughs> so so it, you know it's it's right. good but it's like also oh there's like a major curse happening here yeah it's like winning the president's trophy in hockey it's like you don't yeah like it's exactly. nice but like you don't want to mm. do it um i will say this so matt mock played uh played in two nfl games in his entire career he played for the broncos he was drafted by the broncos in 2004 and then played for the titans from 2005 to 2007 he also won the national title in 2003 um he has two games played in his NFL career, he started one of those games. He is 15 for 27 for 136 yards in his career. No touchdowns, one interception. And he also has 39 yards rushing, not to brag. Uh, but the thing I love most about Matt Mock. Sounds like a Logan Woodside preseason game. It does. It did. I feel like Matt Mock <laughs> is. Yeah. Matt Mock might be Logan. Woodside. Maybe we're onto something. Yeah, I think so too. Logan Woodside, he just like legally changed his name. He's like a like a vampire because you know vampires like it's hard to kill him. Mm-hmm. And the you never like, see they, him during the daytime on Sundays. And they don't age. That's Logan Woodside. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you're probably like, what's Matt Mock doing now? Actually, no one listening to this podcast is asking. That. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you. Matt Mock is a 2011 graduate of the University of Colorado School of Dentistry. What? Wow. He currently works as a dentist. Of Jack. all the career paths I could have seen Matty Mock taking, dentistry surprises me. Right? And it's like I I never once have I ever thought, well, a a dentist is elbow deep in my mouth. Mm-hmm. They get in there. 
I've never once thought, I wonder how many, I wonder how many interceptions this person has thrown in the NFL. You know, like I've I like I've never, I wonder how many uh I wonder how many rushing yards in their career that they have. I wonder where they were drafted in the NFL draft. Like I've never once thought that. But meanwhile, like I want to know how many people in Aurora, Colorado are getting their mouth worked on, getting their teeth scraped by freaking Matt Mock, former Tennessee Titan. I bet he's got nice big soft hands. I mean, it's probably like you whenever you walked into the dentist when you were in college in your Missouri football gear. They're like, I wonder how many yards this guy ran for in the spring game. Yeah. You know? I well, and for that reason, I never took my my pads off while walking around campus. Yeah, you gotta let I them just, know. Yeah, I let them know. And I I, you know, in fact, I even I even sometimes wore like one of those giant uh signs that people wear like outside of like going out of business sales. Oh yeah. It's double-sided front end. Yeah. It's double-sided. And it was, I, I would have been the leading rusher in the spring game had it not been for a holding call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's an accomplishment or (laughs) I, I, what was it? I, I had the average squat. Oh uh, yeah. All running backs in the big 12. I'm at the big 12 standard in, in squat. Yeah. Not to brag. Uh, That's that's actually on the back of the sign. The mm-hmm. front of the sign is I would have been the leading rusher. Yeah. Okay, we got to get out of here mainly because my action all episode has been uh, spotty to say the least. Uh, so spotty, I kind of wish Matt Mock would scrape it off uh, with his little uh, tools. That's it how hasn't, it hasn't been that bad. We've we've made it through. I appreciate that. Hopefully, yeah. you can fix a lot of it up in editing. Yeah, um, uh, it'll be it'll be a night for me. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's get out of here. Guys, follow that funny man right there, Jack Gentry. Follow him on Twitter, Jack A. Gentry. Literally, he is the light of my life, uh, other than my wife, of course. He is the next light of my life. Uh, Give him a follow on Twitter, at Jack A. Gentry. If you've got episode titles, send them to us, at Titan Up Pod. Um, We want your episode title low. We shout out to Steph, Stefan. Stefan, Stefan. It's one of Steph the two. T Dobbs on Twitter. Yeah. Who you got? Who um, you got lined up for next week? Have you picked yet? Uh, at, at Tim, the Titans fan. We're sitting the on one from fan. at the Tim, the Titans fan. But then after that, we're wide open. So now's the time to load up the load up the deck. First one in. And if it's good is like, is how we go. So you want, if you got a good one, send it to us ASAP. So you can be in the a week right after Tim, the Titans fan, mm-hmm. um, but get it locked and loaded in this, uh, this week and uh, if you want to follow me on twitter you can at austin huff follow a to z sports twitter instagram youtube twitch all of the above um and uh jack you got anything for the road yes i do if any new listeners are listening this week who have just recently followed followed us on instagram or twitter we gained some followers over the last week nice um 888 now on Twitter, okay. 905 on Instagram. We picked up like 12 or 13 on Instagram. So nice. if you got any new listeners from those follows, or if some of you guys have been listening and just decided to follow, maybe you don't have an Instagram account. Make one and follow us. Yes. Because we've got to get to 2,000 followers total combined before next year's NFL draft. Time's right. ticking, guys. We set a goal, okay? And we like to meet our goals, yeah. okay? And if we don't meet our goals then we usually just push off the goal to the following yeah, year. But extend, like, but we, we still, the time. Yeah. we, but we, we, yeah, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> we want to meet our goals. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Oh, for those of you who are listening, you, you're in luck. Oh, still listening. 
I meant to ask who was the, who you think the horniest coach in the NFL was. I was going to make this whole joke about the Lions during our uh, Sports Illustrated story. Yeah. So uh, I guess I just have to do it now. Yeah, do so, it now. This is like the like the special features on a DVD. This is the, the bonus scenes. track. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, this is what was was left on the cutting room floor of the so, podcast. The prediction was that the Detroit Lions would nail their win total over this season. <laughs> so I was going to make the joke. I was going to say. Well, why do the Lions want to have sex with their win total? And you would have fake laughed. And then yeah. I would have said, I think Dan Campbell may be the most horny coach in the NFL. He just strikes me as an overly horny guy. Well, I would have I would biting kneecaps. He's probably into some weird shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, you're you're not wrong there. I would have said, like, what's their what's their win total at? Like six and a half. To be. Oh, see, I would have said it would have been eight. There's two holes right there you can F. You know, like it's <laughs> Damn it! Why did we wait? It oh, that's on me. I missed it. All I right. missed it. May, well, maybe, maybe what you can do is edit that part and put it, and put in, it in the middle in the segment just randomly. <laughs> okay, I think I actually may do that. <laughs> Who knows if y'all will get to hear this? Uh, uh, there's a little behind the curtain. Okay, um, here, um, Jack. An honor and a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Give us four and a half stars in the in the in the rating. Write uh, four and a half stars to the Tighten Up Idiots. Point five stars to Buck. We appreciate all of you who do. Uh, we thank you so much for listening every week. You guys are seriously the best. We're gonna get through this desert together. All right. We're linking arms and we're marching right through it. Ninety nine days from now, NFL season starts. All right. So let's get through. This the dog days of summer together and let's have some fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this dumb podcast every single week. We love you for it. Week two of OTA is coming up. There you who's, go. Who's going to be the bad or, or the, the punching bag for Titan stands this week? Maybe Traylon Burks is off the hot seat. Maybe somebody else steps in and is, like comes in from the weekend and gained like 15 pounds over the weekend. Uh, just to take a little pressure off Traylon Burks. If I was a UDFA receiver and my spot was on the line, I think Josh Malone would be perfect for this. Just to show up just way bigger than he looked last week. And Titans fans would be like, oh, Josh Malone, I don't know. This is maybe a concern. And Traylon Burks is over there puffing on his inhaler while all the reporters are by Josh Malone. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, you see how big this guy is? Come on, what happened? So hey. somebody needs to step up to the plate this week. There you go. There's a tease for next week. Coming up on the next Tighten Up Podcast. New receiver, <laughs> obese. Who is it this week? Tune in to find out. <laughs> We're talking fat. What? Hey, look, they're, they're wide receivers for a reason. <laughs> I can say this being, being a, a wide receiver myself, although yeah. receiver of hamburgers is probably more. More That's accurate right. for me. Yeah, you're so tender. Uh, all right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. The uh, the uh, I guess with all of that said, until next week. Tighten, tighten up. up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and zero oh since they moved to Tennessee. A music city miracle to conquer Buffalo. Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. 
They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. 